Welcome to the Sunbury Press Book Show on the BookSpeak Network. Sunbury Press publishes print, electronic, and audiobooks under a variety of imprints and categories available worldwide wherever books are sold. And now your host, the founder and CEO of Sunbury Press, Lawrence Knorr. We're at the Christian Baker Farm near historic Boiling Springs, Pennsylvania. My guest today is author Kalina Maletic. Kalina is the author of Memorable, Lessons to Leave a Legacy. Memorable changes the way we define the nature of work. International career coach Kalina Maletic provides 22 vital skills to take your life from one filled with obligation to one of contribution and meaning. She discusses how to build careers based on choice, fulfillment, and impact and seeks a happier, more alive workforce one reader at a time. Kalina Maletic is a highly sought-after leadership coach and entrepreneur on a mission to help women build meaningful legacies. She founded Kickstart Your Work and Chiefly, a podcast, Lead Today, and a charitable clothing line, Lead Wear. As a founder, author, and content creator, she's helped clients from 54 countries discover their calling. Hello, Kalina. Great to have you on. Glad to be here, Lauren. So, 54 countries. Can you name them all? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> But that's a lot enough of time, yeah. Okay. Now, does that mean you actually travel to 54 countries or you just had people participate from 54 countries? Um, I'm nearing on 50 countries visited, but... No, you're a traveler, so I was kind of teasing you about that. But 50 countries is a lot to see. I'm trying to think of my own travels, and it's probably, it's definitely less than two dozen. And I'll have to make a list someday, not, not to brag. So anyway, it doesn't come anywhere close to your globe trotting. So, um, well, I love it. And, you know, you get into Europe or when you're in South America, I mean, you can hit a bunch of countries really quickly. So I love, <laughs> I love that. Whereas in Canada, I could travel all of Canada, still be in the same country, but it's huge, right? Same thing with the U.S. Yeah. So, so tell, tell us a little bit about Memorable and what your goals are with it. Yeah, you know, I mean, and I've, we sort of started chatting about this before, but I think initially it really was ego driven. I thought I had to write a book because it was the right professional next step and it sounded good. Um, but when I went down the rabbit hole and actually started writing the manuscript, I realized that while I do like my own story, what's far more important is how to help the reader. So, um, and then I had a car accident in 2019 where um, that really changed my whole life. I was recovering most of that year. And so I had a lot of time to do some really heavy thinking and realize that, you know what, the way that I'd been writing it, the idea of getting my story out there was just the wrong motivation. And so the, the aim of Memorable is to give some stories, but also questions and a framework for people to really start asking themselves the right questions to be able to build a meaningful career and life beyond that. Well, so maybe we should talk a little more about the car accident, and we'll get into the rest of the story, because I don't know a whole lot about this, and I know you, you might not want to share a lot of it, but to be laid up that long sounds pretty serious. I'm assuming you, you had a lot of things going through your mind during that time. Yeah, absolutely. I, I felt very isolated, because I was, physically, and even from technology, I because I had a traumatic brain injury, it was difficult to look at screens or any light. I was very light sensitive. So yeah, it was very isolating, which it gave me a lot of time to consider what I was doing with my life and my motivations. 
who I was associating with, what I cared about. I mean, pretty much it was two months solid sort of in bed and then another seven months of different types of rehab, chiro, visual therapy, all, all sorts of kind of physical wow. therapy for, again, seven months after that. So, yes, gave me a lot of time to consider what was guiding me and what was important. You know, sure. that, that's very interesting. It, you know, you have that experience that's so drawn out and long. And here, uh, almost two years ago now, I had my COVID experience, ended up in the hospital and had a very similar uh, reassessment, I guess I would call it. And fortunately, it was only two, three days. And then I was back out and sort of recovering for a little while after that, but mentally uh, sort of changing my direction too. So this is very interesting that a very interesting topic and you know coming at it from two completely different backgrounds you and I and two different stories but very interested in your story here and the changing the nature of work or how we look at work is really where you're going with this so I'm assuming you you're evaluating as you're recovering and you're thinking about what does life mean what what should we really be doing with our time those kinds of questions am I right yeah absolutely and what, what am I doing, you know, with my clients? I mean, I had been coaching people since 2016. And so I really, you know, a lot of corporate individuals, people that were moving up the ladder. I was sort of thinking that, you know, moving up this ladder and hierarchy in society was what really mattered. And definitely it was a, a moment to reevaluate. And I, to your point and your story, I think most people have some moment of reckoning, which is interesting, right? The yeah. the moment might be different. For me, it was a car accident. For you, it was COVID. But the more and more I chat with readers or clients, it sounds like a lot of people are having that moment of realization. I, I'm, I would describe mine, and, and maybe maybe you would describe yours. It was very humbling. Like you realize um, how insignificant you are, and you need to you need to do something positive or, you know, how are you going to impact the world or impact the people around you, even in a small way? So it becomes very unselfish and much more about others. At least that's, that's how I walked out of there. It sounds like you know, memorable is a lot about that kind of thing too. Absolutely. As I said before the accident, I was, I was really self-driven. I, and I did a lot of what, what I thought I should be doing. Um, I guess, defined by society or my own expectations and absolutely it was a, a humbling moment to not be able to get out of bed and you know in your 20s it was like this is completely different from anything I've ever experienced and yeah I absolutely reevaluated okay well what's the point and I think the point is building community and having a true vocation and that's the difference right being being driven by a paycheck and by a status symbol or being driven by a, a calling or vocation where you really feel like you're using the gifts that you have available to you to help others and impact others. So, yeah, absolutely way more service-driven and focused on mm-hmm. using what I have and my skills to, to benefit the people around me. Now, I know in the book you discussed 22, <clears throat> excuse me, 22 different vital skills as you call them are these something that everybody has or everybody has some of these or we all can draw on all these things yeah it's a good question i my philosophy is that i think we can cultivate all of them so 
even for myself, there are some like trust or structure that don't necessarily come easily to me. Um, but I've found that they're vital in, in fulfilling what I've been talking about, right? Which is going toward your true vocation and really serving others. So I think everyone has the capability of cultivating every single one of these skills, but some of them might come to you easier than, than others. At least that's the case for me. So, a lot of them. <laughs> you know, I know we want everybody to go buy the book and get that list of 22 things, but <laughs> if you could summarize or maybe highlight a couple of them, what, what are we talking about so the listeners can understand? Yeah, so part one is about choice, and so it's about choosing what's important to you and really taking responsibility for your life. Part two is about fulfillment. So like I mentioned, sort of that higher calling or vocation. So really looking at, you know, what your gifts are and how you can harness those to feel fulfilled day to day with what you're doing. And then part three is about making an impact on others. So just as you said, right, really being service driven, focused on how you're using those gifts and your calling to really bring forward best out of others, whether it's, you know, if you're building houses or you're helping people in some other direct way or you have products, it really doesn't matter what you do. It's the idea of being very conscious about how you impact others. And so the skills that are within each part of the book are really addressing those three things, choice, fulfillment, personal fulfillment, and a bit of faith, um, and then impacting the world around you. Well, we're going to get into the faith part when we get back after this break. We're talking to Kalina Maletic. Sunbury Press Books opens the door to Pennsylvania Dutch and German history with our imprint, Distal Fink Press. Find out about the lives of figures in early American history through the Muhlenbergs of Pennsylvania or Conrad Weiser, Friend of Colonist and Mohawk by Paul A. Wallace, Joseph G. Rosengardens, The German Soldier in the Wars of the United States, or The Indians of Berks County by D.B. Bruner. Check out the wide variety of available works, both fiction and nonfiction, at sunburypress.com. I'm talking to Kalina Maletic, the author of Memorable Lessons to Leave a Legacy. And Kalina, we had just started to touch on faith, um, that somehow faith informs you know, your life and what you're doing. But how, how does that get woven into Memorable? That's a really good question. I sort of knew you'd go there. I think I've tiptoed around this, even in, in, the, in the book itself, because before the accident and with that kind of prior version of myself, I don't think God or faith would have really made it into the book. So, um, you know, the first version of the manuscript, I talked a little bit about a higher power, loosely sort of something bigger than myself and this sort of overarching power in the world. But after the accident, I just, and, and a couple of other life experiences since then, I've realized that, for me at least, it's very comforting and the only real explanation for some of the things that have happened to me. There's there's really a God that guides all things and that things are happening for my good and they're happening for a reason. And even if that reason is unknown to me in a challenging circumstance or maybe it is random in the sense that it wasn't predestined. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's not. My whole life isn't just laid out, but 
I do believe that the things that happened to me that have been challenging have taught me the most and that I needed to experience them in order to really become the person that I need to be for every different phase of my life. So that's been not only comforting, but really expansive to the way that I view life in the world. And so faith for me is having faith that things are working out in the best possible way, even when they're really challenging and that there's something to learn from every scenario and that there's, of an ultimate presence or love that really shapes the entire universe so as i say that out loud it's really hard it's honestly hard to say out loud because i feel like it's very criticized or scrutinized in society today but mm-hmm. i found that to be the most comforting and supportive realization that i've had probably my whole life oh no it's very brave of you to, to to talk about it and uh i agree with you there, there's a lot of controversy uh certainly a lot of explanations for what's going on in the world and so many different religions and faiths and beliefs and so on. But I do agree with you that if you live long enough and you're paying attention, there's a lot of things that happen to you as an individual that you can't explain from time to time. You think, why did that just happen to me? Or this, the, the odds, like, like I often think of things mathematically and Maybe I'm a real nerd, but I think of the odds of the statistics. Like, what were the chances that that would have happened? And you realize that it was like zero. I'll give you a, a quick story uh, along those lines. Uh, I, I was uh, working on uh, an author called Herbert Stover, and we acquired all his all his books. And uh, another author of ours and I, where we thought Herbert Stover was buried. And we go walking in or driving into the cemetery, realizing how vast it is, thousands of graves. We only have a few minutes. And the gentleman is with me. He's in his 80s. I think he's almost 90 years old. And it was a hot summer day. And I'm thinking, I don't want to walk out in this cemetery and like see my friend collapse from heat stroke. So we walk out in the cemetery a few feet. I said, let's just go have a quick look. And we go stepping out uh, just to walk in and look around. And we're not finding anything. And he says to me, Lawrence, can you call somebody? And I thought, well, I could call the granddaughters because that's who I signed the contract with. So I called the one granddaughter. She says, I don't know anything. Call my sister. Call the sister. And as I'm talking to her, the gentleman says to me, Lawrence, look down. You're standing on it. And so I'm talking to the granddaughter. And I said, Kay, I was looking for the grave of your grandfather, I had no idea where it was in this cemetery, but there were 5,000 graves. I walked in a few feet, and now I find I'm standing right on top of it. Okay? So <laughs> that she was amazed. She said, well, I guess Grandpa was trying to help you find him and all that. And we had a good chuckle about it. But as we were driving away, I thought, what are the odds of that? What are the odds that you walk in exactly down the aisle, exactly the number of feet, you stop exactly on top of his grave, that when you look down, you're reading his freaking tombstone, And you didn't know this until you asked the question, where is he? Bizarre. So either there's something going on with physics, there's something going on with spirits, (laughs) or the divine, or the universe, or maybe we're living in a simulation that we're creating ourselves. But I get you, there there are just things in life and funny stories, and that's just one of dozens and dozens of stories. And, you know, just a funny little tale of meaningless trivia, really. But uh, when things like that happen and you think about it, 
certainly it, it begs the question, you know, what are the explanations for this stuff? It's certainly bigger than us. There's something going on beyond us that a lot of us don't understand. And a lot of people aren't paying attention to these days. Would you agree? Yeah, and I mean, look, the fascination people have with the supernatural, right? So the dead or even wanting to believe in aliens, right? I think it's sort of this human nature to A, want answers and explanations for things, and then B, sort of looking to the mystical or the things on the scene. It seems to be something that's deeply buried within our our nature as humans. So whether we create, you know, God and this idea of an of a higher or bigger power, whether we're creating that in our minds to explain all of these things, or maybe it it exists and then we play within it, like you said, or a simulation. I mean, I think it's just so deeply woven into our nature to ask questions, want answers, and then really delve into, like, I mean, a story like that, Lawrence, I, look, it's the same thing as how I met my husband. I went, I, so after my accident, same year, it was, about so it was in August so end of August and um you know I get this invitation to a wedding I met the girl in Bali in Indonesia for a couple of days um and I only went there because of a friend of mine that I met in Argentina on this happenstance at a hostel so the whole thing was just I met this girl in Buenos Aires in a hostel she was really nice we you know connected and were friends she invited me to go to bali we went to bali together months later met this girl from switzerland the girl from switzerland says i'm getting married you know do you want to come i've known her i knew her for two days <laughs> thought uh i get i guess so i guess i'll you know my friend from australia was going all right let's let's go and have a good time so i'm in switzerland for a weekend and then there i am on a buffalo farm in switzerland and you know, my husband, well now husband, appears, you know, out of thin air on this on this farm. So, you know, I could have never planned that in a million years. Um, but it seems like things like that, especially since I've started to have faith, things like that, really miraculous things have started to happen more and more. And maybe, again, that's colored by the way that I'm perceiving it and this life view that I have. But I've got to say, it feels a lot more magical and fulfilling. So <laughs> whether it's, you know, factually true or not, I think that it's much more empowering and makes life sort of magical in a sense, right? Like the story you just told could could have been in a movie, right? It's uh-huh. sort of, there's a miraculous element to it. I definitely so, have. Yeah, I agree. And I have a lot more, but we do need to take another break, Kalina. So we'll be right back. Sunbury Press Books brings you the work of independent, diverse authors. Hearth and Home Press brings you When I Listen to a Farmer by Pete Curran, a book of photos and stories from American farmers. Also check out Fly Fishing for Trout and Bass, a beginner's quick guide by Charles F. Johnson, and At Home, 92 home-based activities to keep adults and children busy, sane, and centered by Prudence Ingerman. Find these and other intriguing works at sunburypress.com. I'm back with Kalina Maletic, the author of Memorable, Lessons to Leave a Legacy. Kalina, it seems like we're trying to solve the mysteries of the universe here. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we were supposed to talk about your book so, and, and what you do for a living. So talk a little bit about what does a leadership coach do? That's yeah, a good question. I, you know, I really started out wanting to chat with people. I love 
talking and listening, understanding why people do what they do. Um, and I landed on coaching in particular because I really love the way that it's focused on where you are today, where you want to go, and really bridging the gap between the two. So I'd say I help leaders or emerging leaders really look at where they are in their careers, where they want to go, the trajectory of it, and close the gap on things like building better communication skills or planning their next career move. Interestingly enough, though, even though I've done a bunch of sort of corporate work and contracts with bigger companies, I've really found my my calling, I think, with women who are starting and growing their businesses. So um, recently I've launched a course called Predictable Profit, and I'm really helping women build businesses that generate predictable income because I've found that women have this impossible impossible choice to make, I think, in their 20s, 30s, 40s around family and career. Mm-hmm. And I've found that it can be really challenging to have kids or want to have kids and then continue on the career trajectory that they've built for themselves, especially if they're professionals or have their own business. So I'm really, really diving into solving that challenge for women of, you know, you can build a business, you can make money, but you don't have to sacrifice kind of key moments with, with your kids and family. So that's where I'm sort of laser focused into that more recently and really finding that to be fulfilling. Yeah, Tammy's daughter Cassandra has a has done a lot of what you're saying and she's got two little ones. She had gone to school to be a lawyer, never finished that, uh got married, had two little ones and now a couple of years ago she started uh an e-commerce business, um clothing, customized clothing imprints uh with uh like t-shirts messages on them that are you know funny or Interesting, more for young mothers, and it just took off. She's doing exceptionally well. So when I, I also have two daughters myself, Taylor and Abby, and think about as they get out of school and into their careers, you know, what are they going to do and how are they going to be successful as well? So I love that you're doing that and and thinking about uh, that issue. Um, also, well, uh, no one tells you, Lawrence. No one says, you know, I was I was in my undergrad for business school, and it was you know, get good grades and get a job, work your way up. But there really wasn't a discussion about, okay, you might want to have kids. And in my 20s, yeah. I, I never thought about it for a moment, really, not for a moment. Um, and then you hit 30 and really it's the, the concept is true. Like something just clicked in me and it's like, oh, it's time for kids. But if I had, and I think if more women really had a conscious discussion and thought process behind it, earlier, it'd be much easier to, to plan for. So I think, I, I really think that it's important to be talking about it and looking at, okay, what do I want in 10 years or 15 years, 20 years? I mean, and that, that's a good question for anyone. Yeah. And I, I just saw some numbers not too long ago. I was just having a conversation about it. Uh, like used to be back when my career started, there was a huge disparity between men and women in income. And a lot of it was gender discrimination, and then a good bit of it was also this difference in taking the time off to raise kids. Now it seems like the disparity in income is almost completely explained, statistically anyway, so I'm getting into numbers, about that time off that's taken to raise, you know, to raise a family. And so the question is, what do you do about that? What's fair? And 
you know, that's completely out of the scope of your book, but just the point that, you know, women um, are faced with that, if, especially if they're single or independent, um, you know, how to deal with that situation where because of the little bit less experience or the opportunities that aren't achieved because of not being there um, holds you back a bit. So the entrepreneurship is definitely a way to go. I, I think that's, that's amazing. Um, I know we just have uh, probably four or five minutes to go. Uh, let's talk about how the book's been received. Uh, I know we, when we published it, you had hundreds of copies shipping all over the planet, maybe to these 54 countries <laughs> that you talked about <laughs> in the opening. Uh, what feedback have you gotten? Oh, that's a good question. I think people find it relatable. They've mentioned that the questions are very useful, so they love being able to ask themselves questions they've never really thought about before and consider the course of their lives so far and where they're going. So I think the questions inside um, seems to be that people think it's a, it's a decently easy read in the sense that, you know, you can pick up a chapter if you've got 15 minutes, kind of go through it and then let the questions linger in your mind for the rest of the day. So it seems to be something people pick up for 15, 20 minutes, read a chapter, and then think about, because each chapter really has a, a set theme within itself. Um, yeah, I've had people, you know, they've, <laughs> I've had people send me pictures of reading it on during the Christmas break. People were really delving in and saying, okay, what do I want to do with my life? So I think definitely um, people are loving it if they're either feeling like they're lacking direction, wanting more direction, or would like to sort of do a bit of an audit on their on their lives. So that's, that's a bit of what I've been hearing so far. Yeah. Yeah. It's always good to read books like yours every so often to kind of assess yourself and rethink some things. And, um, you know, you're saying some things that are you know, at least in a different way, maybe there's other books that say some of this, uh, you know, oh, that are out there, but definitely uh, another take on it, a unique take. So as far as what's, up next for Kalina, I know we're going to be doing a paperback version of your book that should have a broader reach. Um, you've talked about possibly a, like a workbook or some kind of curriculum with this. Uh, what, what are you thinking? Yeah, so paperback, the audiobook, right? Definitely. I'm so excited to get into the audiobook. I think some people love to listen to whatever whatever books they're interested in on the road, so that's exciting. Yes, uh, probably a workbook as well. And then, as you know, the the book tour over the next few months as well. So really hoping to meet some readers in some different places and get the word out that way. So I think that's <laughs> just as I say it out loud. There's a lot. There's a lot. Paperback, audiobook, a workbook, a book tour in a bunch of cities around North America, and then. Um, you know, that, that course that I mentioned, Predictable Profit, so that once any women that have read this book that are interested in going further can, can join me in there to have support to, to really bring entrepreneurship into their lives. So those are the main things I'm focused on at the moment, I think. So I know you're going back and forth between Canada and Texas. What are some of the places where you're going to be uh, with your book tour? Yeah, so Toronto, for sure, and the surrounding area, because that's where I'm from. Uh, Dallas, got a date in March in Miami. It's probably best to look at my site because that'll be the most up-to-date as 
more dates get added. But um, so Toronto, Dallas, Miami, New York, and San Francisco are the main are the main stops for now. Wow, that that is a national tour, international tour. If you add Toronto to that, so quite impressive. And your website, maybe we should share that so people can have a look and find your schedule. Yeah, so my my full name, which you know, Kalina Maletic, it's maybe a little bit tough to spell, but I'm sure it'll be in the show notes, right? Yep. So you can click click on that and find pretty much everything about me. I'm a Google search away. Aren't we all? And maybe some things we don't <laughs> want to have found. <laughs> That's great. So Kalina, uh, before we break, and anything else you're writing? Do you have anything following up to this? I know you got this busy schedule ahead of you, but I know you're always thinking three steps ahead, so I have to ask. I I am thinking three to five steps ahead usually. Um, you know what I think? I think the next one would be a bit more focused to to women in this entrepreneurship bit. You know, um, because memorable is really for anyone in any stage of their career to ask some questions using the framework. Like it's good for pretty well any career. The next book I think I'd like to get more specific about this dilemma that I mentioned today. The the woman's dilemma the woman's, and really dive into how, how to navigate that for women specifically. The woman's dilemma. Interesting. That's a great title. That's like the, uh, that logic problem of the prisoner's dilemma, right? <laughs> Maybe it's not quite that dark. Maybe we shouldn't talk about it in that sense. <laughs> anyway, Kalina, it's been great having you on. I look forward to having you back uh, with the next one, and good luck with the tour. Thanks, Lawrence. It's been a lot of fun working with you and the whole team. I'm, I'm so grateful to have your support. This book would not be finished in, in my hands right now if it wasn't for you and the whole team at Sunbury. So thank you. Thank you for listening to the Sunbury Press Book Show on the BookSpeak Network. Check out our website at www.sunburypress.com for our latest releases. Be sure to subscribe to our newsletter to receive special offers and discounts.